Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, Pro Football Playbook Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Bill Alvstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. Welcome into the show, Keith. We're talking AFC North today. Yeah, AFC North. It's been one of those divisions that's been um, super competitive, um, very kind of just slog to get through it because there's always good teams. They may not necessarily be Super Bowl-like favorites or anything like that, but there's usually multiple good teams in this division every year. And that makes for a lot of fun. And I think, you know, I mean, we've seen uh, Cleveland rise up uh, a little bit uh, and then you know, maybe take a step back last year. But other than them, the rest of this division has been decent for the last, you know, few years. And um, yeah. it, it just makes for a fun division. I mean, and you had one of the Super Bowl teams from this division. Uh, last yeah, it's, it's it's a super fun division. It's super competitive. It's changing all the time because all the teams are really starting to stay on top. There's different moving parts and so forth. You know, you mentioned teams that have been relevant for a long time. Talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely. Like like the Pittsburgh Steelers or not, they've been relevant for 20 years. And, um, and now they're in this transition thing. Ben Roethlisberger's finally moved on. And Keith Butler there. Uh, longtime uh, defensive coordinators is gone. They hired Terrell Austin to come in and be their new coordinator. I don't see a lot of changes there. It's kind of more of a continuity move for them. Um, but the the big news is that uh, Mitch Trubisky is coming in to kind of take charge of the team there after Roethlisberger moves on. Unfortunately, in in the offseason here, just days ago, in fact, uh, some very unfortunate news out of Pittsburgh with Dwayne Haskins uh, dying after being hit on the freeway after a practice uh, session down in Florida, um, really kind of disrupts their quarterback room a little bit there as well. Um, so there's a lot of talk 
about them needing a quarterback, even with the Trubisky move. We all probably understand that's probably a placeholder type of situation for them long term. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they may want to solve that. I don't know if they do that in this draft. They've got the uh, number 20 pick overall in the first round to kind of address that if they wanted to. But there are a few other uh, team needs. I think uh, offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, uh, safety, backup running back. I mean, you kind of have a list there. <laughs> um, and it's a team that's, again, probably looking at, at, at the bottom of the division, I think, uh, in 2022. Well, yeah. I mean, this is a team in transition. And uh, Roethlisberger has been there forever. And uh, he hasn't been good the last couple of years. So this idea that they're going to take a step back without him, I think is, I, I don't agree with, because he's just like last year, honestly, he was bad. Um, and so the drop between him and Trubisky, I don't know if Trubisky is not an improvement. I think it is actually an upgrade. Uh, and that's saying a lot because yeah. Trubisky's not a good player. Um, but Roethlisberger should have retired a year ago or two years ago. Um, right. And I think Mitch Trubisky runs that style of offense actually pretty well for them. I think, you know, coming in and reading, uh, he can get to the outside a little bit. He's got a little bit of athleticism to him, a dink and dunk kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, Pittsburgh wants to win with their defense, holding teams down a little bit, creating turnovers, and then having their quarterback just kind of do enough. And um, so so who knows? They may limp along in this season and surprise a little bit, uh, but it depends on what they do in the in the, in the the draft, I think. Yeah, and this is a team also that, I mean, they haven't had a losing season since 2003. And so, um, I don't know. Wow. wow. Yeah, I mean, you, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so are they going to take this big step back? I don't know. I think they're, they're in a position to kind of make that transition. And this is probably a decent year for them to start looking at a potential, uh, long-term solution at quarterback, because I keep saying the quarterbacks in this draft class aren't going to be great. There's not going to be, you know, that run of them, the first, second, and third overall in the draft. Uh, they're going to start coming off the board at, you know, there's might be one at six, one at 14, and then whoever's the third best quarterback, you know, um, like uh, Ritter, the guy out of, out of Cincinnati, he, he'll be sitting there available at 20. And if they, if they like him, they want to do it. They don't have to move up. To get their yeah. guy they can just well, wait the, and get him there the thing about the pittsburgh sealers this year too keith is they've been involved in and meeting with every single one of the top five quarterbacks in this draft yeah. class as well worked them out um gone to their pro days uh had meetings with each individual player at the combine and, and so forth so they're really doing their due diligence to find out if their guy is here in this draft mm -hmm. or if they put it off for another year um and they weren't horrible last year you know they were yeah. nine seven and one i think Really, both of us know, and, and everyone out there knows that Ben Roethlisberger was holding them back from from improving upon that record. And they had opportunity, to, I think, to kind mm -hmm. of uh, have been a better team, maybe a couple additional wins, um, and and some playoff opportunities there. But um, I don't know that they did too much in the off season. They they did get uh, Miles Jack to a two year deal to play along with uh, Devin Bush. That's a nice tandem to have. Uh, they upgraded their offensive line in a couple of small deals. Um, other than that, though, they still need a lot of help, I think. And well, they do losing, have some draft capital up front in the draft to, to help. Losing uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I, I think, is a, a bigger loss for them offensively than um, 
people want to admit right now because he's you know a, a very good player um losing joe hayden at cornerback i think is 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 a big problem so but they did get miles jack at linebacker who i think is underrated and he's going to be a difference maker for them so um they need some help on the offensive side you're you, um I think they need a wide receiver. I think they need, um, and they they need to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. And the nice thing is, because they went and got Trubisky, if they don't like who's there at twenty, they can just punt it off and do it next year. Yeah. Um, you know, another guy that I think that would be an a, a absolutely outstanding signing if he's there at twenty would be Jordan Davis for them because they finished thirty second in the league defending the run last year. He'd be a guy you can plug right in. It also gives you some bonus athleticism to get to the quarterback as well. They really mm-hmm. probably would be wise for them, I think, to pass on the quarterback this year. Mitch Trubisky is not going to be horrible, and you kind of build the team uh, around an opportunity to to address the situation next year. Um, mm-hmm. And I think by having picked uh, at at twenty and then again at fifty two really allows them to kind of go best player available. Mm-hmm. for them um on a couple different position groups that i don't know i see them coming out of this draft okay i don't know necessarily think that they could they finish in the bottom but it's gonna it's they're not quite ready to to make another jump they, they've got a couple of years here of building yeah and i would agree with that i think that um i don't know if they take a huge step back i still think they're a team that's going to finish just over 500 and compete for you know that last playoff spot I, but at the same time, I don't feel that they're, you know, one of those teams that you got to watch out for as being a super, making a Super Bowl run. They just, there's too many questions at too many important positions, even though the rest of the roster is still pretty solid. Sports fans, look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So the next team up that uh, we're going to talk about is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, what happened to Baltimore last year, Keith? I mean, they they started uh, eight and three, and they mm-hmm. finished on a five game, six game losing streak to to finish. Yeah, the season. they um they tried their hardest to keep things rolling, kind of with some smoke and mirrors at times. They lost, um, I think, their top four running backs to injury um, relatively quickly, and they were just piecing stuff together. So they didn't have a running game to help out Jackson. They didn't um, have the greatest weapons on the outside and the offensive line kind of started to fall apart too. And really so offensively, they just could not and have Jackson, success to make it work. Jackson himself missed five total games for 
you know, four That's a good of point, the, last, yeah. the last four games as well in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and by then it was, it was over. Yeah. Um, new signings. I thought they did okay. Actually, Morgan Moses at offensive tackle. I thought it was a good value. Michael That's Pierce, a good, defensive tackles, an excellent defensive tackle. Marcus Williams, one of the best safeties on the market from New Orleans comes over. They re-signed Callius Campbell, uh, which is a great signing. Even though he's getting old, he still has an effect on the game. Um, I think that, you know, Morgan Moses plays right tackle and Ronnie Stan, uh, Stanley is at left tackle, but he's only played seven games in the last two years. I think mm-hmm. that's an area where I could see them um, going with a pick here. And with the 14th pick overall in the draft, that's a really nice spot to be at in the draft. You've got Pever, uh, Trevor Penning sitting there. Brain, uh, Brayman's going to be available a little later if you wanted to trade back a little bit. Uh, you might have a player, uh, one of the left tackles fall in this class. There's been, you know, like a Charles Cross uh, might be sitting there possibly, depending mm-hmm. on uh, the teams in front of them, uh, what what their needs are. Uh, but they've got an opportunity here. They've got a tremendous amount of draft capital, two-thirds, two, uh, five fourth-round picks, uh, and then three early, four early picks, actually. They've got the 14th and then the 45th pick, mm-hmm. and then uh, the 76th overall pick as well and then the, the 100th pick so they're sitting actually pretty pretty decent to be able to add to their core mm-hmm. um rotation type they, of uh players and depth. they've they've got 10 picks in this draft coming in i would not shock me to see them move up a little bit if there's a player they really covet if they really want um uh charles cross or trevor penning to anchor that offensive line and really help them they have the ammunition to move up and to go from 14 to say nine at Seattle um, and go get the guy they want instead of waiting to see what other teams do. Um, they have the ammunition. You come in with 10 picks into the draft. I mean, that's one of the, right. one of the advantages. Yeah. And they have an opportunity to move around a little bit so that, you know, when you get into the fourth round, you've got four fourth round picks, man, if you want somebody, you're targeting somebody that's, that's still there in the third, you can package a few of those things uh, mm-hmm. to get back up and, and get your guy. Um, so they do have a, a great opportunity here. Their front office is always drafted well. And um, yep. yeah, it'd be one, it's one of the teams that I'm, I'm going to be looking at at the draft to kind of find out exactly what they do. And that spot, like, like you mentioned, the 14th pick overall, they do have enough ammunition to move around just a little bit. You know, if anybody, if that draft falls a certain way, um, say a couple, one or two quarterbacks is taken in the top 10, that really does dramatically shift the type of players that are going to be pushed back a little bit. And um, they may come up and, and grab somebody. You just never know. If they also, did go from from 14 to nine, what would you think the tackle position would be the target? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a, uh, a, you know, getting if, if somebody falls and so they're looking at being able to get one of the top tackles at nine um, or somewhere in that range, like that would be, I think what they would go up for um, wide receivers a need on this team, but you don't get, you don't trade up for that in this draft. There's too many good ones. Um, right. You can, you can wait and get a good one in, in the second round. Like there's no reason to, to do any of that in this draft. And um, the other thing, you know, that they're looking at uh, is running back. And there's no, in my opinion, there's no, um, Ezekiel Elliott that you someone wants to take in the first round or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really good running backs, but they're going to be second, third round players. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it 
really tackles kind of the one thing that I, I look at on this, they're also going to want an edge rusher and maybe that's what it is. And maybe it's, um, you know, yeah. maybe it's one of the edge rushers are sitting there and they go, wow, we can, we can, you know, have our defense go back to being, you know, pretty dang elite. If we can get one of these top guys, maybe that's who they yeah. move up and get. Yeah. A guy like Carl Loftus would be a good fit for them. Even if they stayed Ooh. at 14, I think that that would that be a would good be. solid guy mm-hmm. that defends the run really well right now with, with quite a bit of upside actually, uh, at rushing the passer. I like the idea of the tackle early. If you go wide receiver, you got, you know, guys like Sky Moore and the kid from Boise State and, and some of the other, uh, there's a few other spots right there, Christian Watson, uh, that would be available in that, you know, 45 pick overall. And then at 76, you can go mm-hmm. have your choice pretty much, uh, t- you know, one, two or three of the top three or four running backs in this draft, Damian Pierce, um, Isaiah Hall, Spiller, Spiller, Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I like the way that they're positioned. We'll, we'll find out if they execute. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this front office is, I'm, this front office is and has been one of the best and most consistent over the last 15 years. I, I, I trust Baltimore to do good things with those picks. Um, you just don't have too much that much sustain, sustained success through the draft if you're not good at it and they're really good at it. So they're in position to get players that they need and I expect them to get them. I agree. And the only other position that I think that they could look at and then we'll move on is um, Callius Campbell and Brandon Williams at defensive tackle are both over 33 years old. Justin mm-hmm. Houston and uh, Purnell McPhee are over 32 years old at linebacker. You could take a look at defensive tackle and linebacker in this draft too. Yep. Front seven. Um, Cleveland Browns. Wow. What an offseason. I didn't think they were going to have an offseason, really, kind of. It just seemed like that boring in-between position where they're, you don't know if they're getting better or they're getting worse. And then they go out and pull off that Deshaun Watson trade. Really kind of tr- changed everything um, and changed certainly changed the dynamics in the division. What did you think of the trade? Well, I mean, obviously there's a huge risk there because we don't know if um, Watson is going to play most of the year because of you know, any kind of suspension and all that. So there's, there is a lot of risk there, especially because they, they, you know, they take their, their quarterback and they, they throw him under the bus and he's probably not going to be in uniform yeah. um, for this team anymore, but they may need him for the first eight games if Watson gets suspended. So we'll see how that goes. I don't think but, it's going to go well, <laughs> regardless, regardless, because bigger Mayfield is his, obviously his feelings are hurt. The team kind of, mm-hmm. you know, didn't do him a favor at all in this entire fiasco so far. For him, it's a fiasco. And um, Jacoby Brisket has come in, Josh Dobbs, you know, so they've already filled out their roster with quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if he would, they would want him to start at this point because of that relationship. And I don't know that Baker would, would I don't know. I mean, that's a very complicated situation. I my best guess is that he gets dealt here um, during during the draft or right up before the draft. My guess is he may not. Um, if I had because his value is incredibly low. There's like two teams right now that are out looking for a quarterback um, of his caliber, and the question remains whether either of them want him. That would be Seattle and Carolina. Um, the Cleveland's play might be to wait this out and wait until early in training camp and wait for a quarterback to like 
blow out a knee and go down. And then that team being like, oh, we got to go get someone. Baker Mayfield's available. Let's toss them a third round pick and, and get him to save the season for us. Um, that may be their, their play, but at the same time, it, you know, I mean, it, it's a, it's a rough situation. And I think that ultimately we can talk about how that's going to play out, but does it change anything about their, this team this year? I don't think it does because Deshaun Watson's the guy and he's a legit top five quarterback in the NFL. He didn't play last year. We know that there's been, um, uh, you know, everything we've talked about that. I, I think we can skip over that for this particular show uh, and recognize that he's going to be very good. And they went and got Amari Cooper. So they were able to get him a big time weapon to go with some of the other weapons they've got. They've got a good running game. They've got a good offensive line. This is a offense that's ready to compete. The defense on the other hand has miles Garrett and a lot of question marks. Um, most of what you're going to see them do in this draft is going to be to address their defense. They need help at defensive tackle. They need help at pass rusher. They need help at linebacker. They need help at safety. Um, and you know what? And, and the draft lines up perfectly for them on that. It kind of does. Yeah. Which agreed. is amazing. It, it is. I mean, it, they probably designed a little bit of that. Um, you know, they, they do have, um, they did sign. Oh, gosh, I just had it. They signed David Njoku at 10, which actually other thing I didn't even mention is a big help for them yeah. uh, offensively. Well, they, and they lost Austin, Austin Cooper, um, and they lost Jarvis Landry as well. Um, so they did get Amari Cooper. Uh, they got Anthony Walker, linebacker, do a one-year $5 million deal and come play with them again. Uh, Tavon Bryan is the guy I was thinking about, kind of come in and be mm -hmm. a run-stuffer kind of a guy for them. I thought that was a decent move. But other than that, their defensive line is really in flux. Um, they didn't bring back some of their guys that they had um, that are still sitting out there. And I think they're kind of waiting to find out what they do in the draft. And so their their defense does look somewhat incomplete. They did have a five-year extension for Denzel Ward. The other day I saw that was pretty rich, I $120 million or something like that, Keith. Um, so their five their back end, but they could probably use another guy opposite that. So they could use... Their defensive line, I think, is is probably their largest need in this. You mentioned that. Um, yeah. You mentioned wide receiver and uh, safety and uh, possibly a, another running back um, to add to this room as well. Um, and picks at 44, 78, and 99 plus 118 there um, in the top 118. So they got four picks there uh, through round four. Um, I think that they can probably address the needs that they do have in the right value pockets without really moving around too much. Um, you mentioned defensive tackle. You, you could get a really decent one. Perry and Winfrey comes to mind. There's a few others mm -hmm. at 44, at 78. You could get, you know, a, a corner or a safety at that spot that's going to be, you know, one of the top three or four, you know, safeties in this draft is is probably going to be still sitting there. Um, yeah, just a lot of options for Cleveland. Where do you see them finishing this year with, Deshaun Watson, it all depends on kind of, you know, yeah. on his I, suspension I type stuff. But yep. let's just say you can't predict they start the year with him. What where would they likely finish if they start the year with Deshaun? Oh, and if if he Watson, plays all 17 games, if Watson does not get suspended and gets to play all 17 games, um, this is a team that isn't that is poised to 
get into the playoffs and and do some damage there. I don't know. Are they poised to challenge Cincinnati for the division? I don't think defensively they are. I think um, Cincinnati is still the better team um, overall, but they took a step forward at Cincinnati um, and they did it at the most important position. And that's really what matters. They're going to be a tough team, a tough out. They have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. And when was the last time that we said that and really believed it about Cleveland? It's been a while. Yeah. And they've had a kind of a almost their roster for, for two or three years now. Mm-hmm. And Baker Mayfield just ended up not being able to get him over the hump. And Deshaun Watson's the kind of talent I think that does, depending on who he's got around him. You know, I well, think they could probably add another target there, you know, they, either they at tight end one. or yep. at wide receiver to, to pair with Amari Cooper. And they you can know, also go look at a new at a center like Tyler Linderbaum. Um, they're they at the 31st overall pick. That that would be something that would be useful for them. Um, another, yeah, I mean that, that it's it's a possibility. I don't know. Um, I still think they go d- defense early and often in this draft, and so um, that that's where I lean for them. But I, they were close um, with Baker Mayfield. With Watson, if they were close with Mayfield, they're there with Watson. He's that much of an upgrade. So they did. They let Jarvis Landry go. And yeah. besides Cooper, all they've got is Donovan Peoples-Jones, led the mm-hmm. team with 597 yards receiving last year. Anthony Schwartz, a, a, you know, a guy that's a project, had more speed and track kind of background, um, if I remember correctly, from last year's draft. Not at all polished as a wide receiver. We'll see what he does in year two but that's it and so i really do think that wide receiver might actually be the pick at 44 get that kind of skill position thing solidified and then go fill out you know the the defensive line with with some value there at Mm -hmm. 78 and 99 okay cincinnati Bengals. wow what a what a run that they put together last year to just kind of close out the division get in the playoffs, go deep in the playoffs, and really a nice surprise. Good to see Joe Burrow rebound from the ACL in his rookie campaign, come back and just nail it. Oh, and they made they, they they were in the Super Bowl. They were leading in the Super Bowl late in the game. Uh, kind of ran run out of ran out of speed defensively. Um but overall like they were way better way more ahead of schedule than I think any of us kind yeah. of wanted to want, you know, wanted to admit early on, because I still believe that last year was not their year. This year is their year. They were set up with their draft capital, their uh, salary cap, the way they'd been building their roster. Last year was supposed to be kind of their setup year. And this coming season is supposed to be the year where they take that big step forward and really assert themselves on the AFC and they did what they needed to do this offseason for the most part in order to um, set themselves up and be ready for um, to make that run. They they did they used their salary cap room to affect the right positions. And I'm sorry, what the Bengals are a force. And if you were thinking that last year was a fluke, I think you're going to be um disappointed they are yeah, they're they are, no they are, they're a good team 
Yeah. Now I remember when we first started our show in November, you know, one of the ongoing conversations we had is what about Cincinnati Bengals? What are the, what is Cincinnati Bengals going to do? And I distinctly remember a couple of different conversations. just like, I'm just not sure. I don't think that they're ready this year. I think next year's their year, you know, and, and we said yeah. that, you know, quite a few different times and, and I still they believe, just kept winning. I still believe that last year was them setting up for this year to be a great year. And what was the biggest weakness for the Cincinnati Bengals last year? Offensive it was their line. offensive line, which was honestly kind of terrible. And Joe Burrow and those weapons made it work anyway. And then what did they go out and do this soft season? They went and got themselves um, a tackle in Lael Collins. They got themselves a guard with Alex Kappa. They got themselves probably a center um, with Ted Carras. Lisa, Lisa placeholder. Yeah. Yeah. He can, he can play at different positions. If nothing else, he's going to be um, a utility backup who can come in and play at a, um, a reasonably decent level at, at a bunch of different positions. Right. They have, guys now that they didn't have last year and they and they um, got a tight end and hayden Hurst, which is you know a little underrated there i think that that's a good good signing for them yeah yeah so yeah no i agree they needed to do that they did that i think initially solved some of that they still have a strong draft mm -hmm. um coming up now they don't pick until the 31st pick overall but they could still address a few things now at pick 31 you might be able to get the first or second uh, available center in this draft um, if you wanted a long-term answer at center, I think that they would, they would, if Linderbaum was sitting there, I think yeah. you'd run up to the podium if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, because there's a guy that's going to be snapping balls, um, to Joe Burrow for the next eight, eight, 10 years. And, um, that would, that would solidify that whole offensive line right there. And I, and I seriously would highly consider that. Um, and then you've got picks 63 and 95 overall. Um, that you can solidify some of your other spots. You've got offensive guard. You could go for depth there. Um, behind Hayden Hurst, you really don't have a lot in your tight end room. Uh, in fact, they were ranked 30th in the league in tight end targets last year, um, and that was with Drew Sample there and Thaddeus uh, Moss, a rookie mm -hmm. out of LSU from last year. Um, and so they could they could give him a few more weapons there. Um, and at tight end, uh, that would be a good value spot either in the, the back end of the third round at 95 or 136 overall. I will say if, um, they're going to, I expect them to go offensive line and continue to, um, bolster that because that was their big weakness. They want to turn it into a strength because everything just gets better with that. But one position they really need to address that I don't believe, um, they've done anything with, uh, in a meaningful way up to this point is cornerback. Mm -hmm. They they ran through a bunch of guys. You had guys like Eli Apple out there during mm -hmm. the um, Super Bowl. And they resigned him for a minimum deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're these guys are okay, but they're not guys that you want out yeah. there. Well, you have in a big uh, game against a big guy. Chidobe Awuzie and Mike Hilton is great in the slot, but they don't have anybody else. They don't have anybody opposite uh, Chidobe Awuzie. Yeah, I mean, look and what Cooper could... Cup did to them. Cooper Cup just ate them alive. So you, um, and that was without the other guys because they were the rest of the the rest of the receivers and everyone um, on the Rams were hurt and Cup ate them alive anyways. They need to go get a. Corner. I think the perfect corner for them in this draft at thirty one would be Carrier uh, Elam. Mm -hmm. um, long physical cover corner press man cover corner a guy mm -hmm. that could be opposite a woozy and be uh, essentially your number one lockdown uh, corner of the future. 
um, he would be a tremendous signing for for that ball club. Oh, uh, that see that that gets their defense and really gets things. Um, it turns you know it turns kind of a weakness into a strength, and they've already kind of upgraded the offensive line. But I do think they need at least one more starter to come out of this draft on the offensive line. So, I mean, you've yeah. got you've got um, a couple of needs, but this is a draft and they're in draft position to fill those um, and get guys that are going to come in and be impact players. And this was this, already a Super Bowl team. Yeah. So this is they a, situation, were a Super Bowl team and now they're better. This is a situation where you could see a team like Cincinnati taking future draft capital to move up into this in into the first round again, say package 263 and another maybe next year's first round pick to move up into, um, you know, the, the first round even further to maybe address the corner and uh, offensive line situation for them because really that's what they need. If they came out of this mm-hmm. draft with those two positions locked up, starters, um, watch out. That's That's really it. If they go... If they go corner um, with the first round pick at, at at thirty one and 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 get Elam, watch for a guy like Kennard with that second pick um, out of Ooh. Kentucky. Oh, I like that. I like that um, a lot because you got Joe Mixon running the ball. Yeah, you could you could have a road grader style offensive lineman added to the mm-hmm. Bengals. Oh, I like and that. that would be that's a guy that um, and he's going to be available in that in that range, I believe. And so he's a guy that you, you kind of just bring in, you put him there. Um, is he a great pass blocker? No, not yet. Um, but he's a road grader. He's going to get Mixon going. That running game will make uh, life easier for Burrow and company yeah. because it's just going to slow down the pass rush. So um, that would be a path that I would watch for them is to go cornerback and then go try and get Kennard. Wow. Fun. That's a fun little division. You know, there's a lot of um, intrigue there uh, with, with some options for teams to, to make headway against Cincinnati too. Cleveland is obviously mm-hmm. going to be a major competitor. And then Baltimore, you know, you, you, you bring back um, Jackson uh, without the injuries and, you know, you, you go through the additions that they're going through it. They could definitely be an 11 win team. I think again, they started eight and three for goodness sake. And they really didn't, haven't diminished overall i don't think um so we'll see what happens and then of course pittsburgh you know i think is 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 still going to be at the bottom but they're not they're not not horrible they were a playoff team last year and i don't see them taking a step back everyone's like oh they're turning over they're rebuilding roethlisberger's gone roethlisberger needed to leave a year or two earlier he was holding that team back and the idea that um trubisky is going to be worse i think is one not, not going to be Trubisky worse. It's not going to be worse. Quite enough credit for you know. I mean, he right. wasn't. He was not good in um in Chicago, but he wasn't nearly as bad as I think people yeah. think. And it also like he doesn't have to be good to be better than Roethlisberger last year. Yeah, and he had a chance to to sit on Buffalo's roster last year and mm-hmm. maybe take a little bit of seasoning there um from an offense that was just really good and and pick up a few things. You know, I was going to say, uh, we did our last show on the AFC West, and we declared that, by all means, no questions asked, the best division in football. Where do you think this division ranks? Number two. Number two. Um, wow. And the thing is, this division has been 
very tough and very competitive year in and year out because Baltimore is always there. Pittsburgh's always there. Cincinnati it has been up and down. Last year they were a Super Bowl team. And Cleveland's been that one doormat uh, for a long time. But they have really, you know, they made the playoffs a couple of years ago. Last year was a step back. Um, but then they went and made this this massive trade for Watson uh, to get them over the hump and make them into that perennial playoff team as well. All four of these teams can um, compete for a playoff spot. I don't think that any of them except for Cincinnati are as good as the AFC West teams. But all four teams are going to be above 500 again. I, I just think that's what how it's going to work out. You're going to have one team kind of win this division, probably Cincinnati. Um, and the other uh, three teams are going to be right there around 10 wins, you know, battling it out. And it's a good division. There's no, there's no like doormat. There's no easy win in this division. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Next up is going to be the AFC South. So I look forward to that show, but uh, wrap this one up. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate all the information. That was awesome. Uh, you can find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alvstead NFL. This show is at PF underscore playbook. And you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube and subscribe. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co. 